You. Yeah, you. The one listening to Locked on Kraken. I know you need more hockey news, and Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. So subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each and every day. Subscribe to Locked on NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some you know, crazy, passionate fans, and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Zabanajad, final seconds. Zabanajad circles the net, throws it in front, jackets the fend. Jones goes down to a knee. There's Zabanajad on the puck, and the game is over. The Blue Jackets have won their fifth straight game. And they pour off the bench to Matisse Kiplenix. His first National Hockey League victory happens in Madison Square Garden against the New York Rangers. He holds them to one goal. He was under siege in the second period, but he made some highlight reel saves on some star players, including Artemi Panarin. And Elvis Merzlikens comes over and says, wow, that's a great feeling. The Blue Jackets, heroics, and what a story tonight. It's been different players every night during this past 21-game point streak. And now it's Bjorkstrand who comes back in the lineup. And yeah, Oliver, it's great to have you back, but how about coming back and getting the tying goal and then the game winner here at Madison Square Garden. And what a run this team's been on. One more game before the break, and that's going to feel good. And there's a nice calm hug from Kip Lennox and Felino. No one gets hurt in that one, but what a feeling. That kid, Kip Lennox, all he does is smile. Wanted to start the show by honoring the late Matisse Kivlenix, National Hockey League goaltender with the Columbus Blue Jackets, who died over the weekend um, in what is being called an incident with some firecrackers. It's never easy to lose a family member, a friend, a teammate, or someone from the greater hockey community so our condolences to the family, the friends, the teammates, and fans of Matisse Kivlenix. Uh, we give a moment of silence in his honor. Um, not an easy way to start a podcast, not an easy way to you know, come out of a holiday week, again, just never an easy time. But one thing I have learned in my short time in the hockey community relative to my sports fandom elsewhere is uh, that the hockey community really does come together in moments like this. So I felt that this was the least that we could do here at Lockdown Kraken. Um, and for anyone who is affected by this news or is going through some news of their own or healing from news that they've gotten in the past. Um, sending you some good vibes, sending you some good love. Um, this week, 
on Locked on Kraken. We're going to talk a little bit about prospects. We're going to talk about some of the talent coming up the pipeline. And actually, the NHL today is going to provide access to media to some of those top prospects. And I hope to be on some of those calls and get you some audio. What are these players thinking? Um, How are they preparing? Things of that nature. But uh, on this show... Um, I'll spend a little bit of time breaking down what the experts are saying. And on tomorrow's show, again, we'll hear from some of the players themselves and give maybe a more rounded approach to who um, is is looking to, to go high in this draft. Um, so let me uh, give you the the top prospects that will be available to media. Um, It's two of the top international prospects, actually the top international prospects, William Eklund and Simon Edvinson. And you'll hear a little bit later on the show that Emily Kaplan from ESPN is pretty high on Simon Edvinson and even thinks that he could be a good fit for Seattle at two, of course, uh, or to be clear, I should say, we're talking not the expansion draft, but this is the entry draft. Um, so William Eklund will also be available. And then here are the prospects that are from North America. So, I mean, regardless of what country you're from, technically international, but they're all lumped together. <laughs> um so here are here they are in the number that, in which they're ranked. Um, um, I'm assuming this is the NHL ranking, but uh, you know, um, <clears throat> ranked number one, skater Owen Power from Michigan. At number two, Mason McTavish. Um, and then at three, you have Kent Johnson, also from Michigan. At four, Luke Hughes. From USA U18. At five, Dylan Gunther um, played in the WHL Edmonton. And excuse me, Mason McTavish also is from the OHL, played with Peterborough. Um, at number six in the rankings, according to the National Hockey League, Matthew Beneers from Michigan. Lots of Michigan representation on this list, but I'm sure you already knew that. Uh, and if you didn't, Again, we're going to talk about, at least today, what some of the Seattle experts think about some of these players. Uh, All right, so at number seven uh, in the OHL, Barry, uh, Brant Clark, and number eight, Brennan Othman, playing in the OHL at Flint. So these are the prospects that are going to be available to us, the media, later today. And so tomorrow on Locked on Kraken, we'll talk a little bit more about the prospects. So this is Meet the Prospects Part 1. We're going to focus on what the Seattle experts have to say about some of the top-tier talent coming out of, or excuse me, coming from this, uh, this class of draftees or potential draftees. 
And so, you know, making a draft pick is important. You want to make sure you're getting good value, especially at your pick. And in that case, that's good value at number two. But speaking of good value, let's talk about our friends, rockauto.com. It is my favorite family-owned business, and it is a business that's been serving auto parts customers and do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. That's, of course, rockauto.com. Why would you spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or your car dealership when you can use rockauto.com from the comfort of wherever you are? You can use your smartphone. You can use your laptop and your fancy internets <laughs> to head over to rockauto.com and see their catalog. You can find everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go head over to the website today, rockauto.com. Check out what they've got for your vehicle. So again, that website is rockauto.com. And uh, if you type locked on in their how did you hear about us box before you leave then that way they'll know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so i mentioned emily kaplan and shortly you're gonna hear emily as she joined 950 kjr she joined uh, Dave and Dick and Everett Fitzhugh. Of course, they are the flagship home of the Seattle Kraken, so we will hear from them a lot. I remember Dick Fain from uh, him calling Seattle Storm games and uh, hearing him on WNBA League Pass. And so now I get to uh, follow Dick Fain over with the Seattle Kraken. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I think he's a little bit more of a homer than I personally like. But on this show, it works, right? Because we're all about Locked on Kraken. But sometimes as a national WNBA person and going in with that lens, uh, I don't know. Just everyone's got their preference. And you know what? I think actually the guys over at 950KJR, one of their first shows talking about the Kraken, they kind of get into that. So I at the time, did not know that, you know, like, they're, Dick Fane was kind of a homer. But now I know it. I get it. I understand it. I appreciate it going into cracking coverage. Anyway, um, I mentioned that Emily Kaplan really likes the, the Swedish player. Um, not the one that I personally like. Um, but let's hear Emily Kaplan talk with Dave and Dick over at 950KJR, about uh, what she thinks about the number two pick for Seattle and who they should take. Joining us right now on the radio show from ESPN.com, she covers the NHL for them. Emily Kaplan with us, making her debut, and I can tell already this will be the first of many, many visits with us in Seattle talking uh, hockey. Emily, first of all, thanks for doing this. We appreciate you coming on board. And then second of all, before we talk about the Kraken getting the number two pick, before we talk about what this draft will look and feel like in July, Give us your perspective on what it means for the league to have Seattle now on board with a franchise and as a part of this. 
Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I have to say, Everett is like, you're a legend to me. I'm so happy <laughs> to be staring at wow. you right now. Um, I, I was so happy when you got this job, so I'm pretty pumped. And just for Seattle entering the league, it's a huge deal. It's a really, really big deal. Everyone who follows sports in North America, really around the world, knows what type of town Seattle is as a sports town, the way that they support their teams. We also know that the owners in Seattle, the people putting together the Kraken, like to do things a little bit differently. And just seeing the success that the Vegas Golden Knights had in their first year, um, everyone's expecting really big things, both on the ice, of course, and trying to replicate that success, getting to the Stanley Cup final in the first uh, year. That's the bar you guys have to meet. But secondly, just everything they did off the ice to engage with the community, to do things a little different. When I go to a Vegas Golden Knights game, it's different than any other hockey game I go to. And that's the expectation I'm going to have when I come to Climate Pledge Arena, hopefully an opening night. Emily, this will be the first year a lot of Seattle sports fans will pay attention to the NHL entry draft. So give us a little history lesson about what's the miss rate at, at pick number two. Obviously, Major League Baseball, number two is a crapshoot. And in the NFL, it's more pretty much a sure thing. Most number two picks overall are at least going to be good, if not great players in football. Yeah, I feel like I have to give the disclaimer with this. is It's 2021. I have empathy for anyone who has to do something typical in 2021 because it's not usual. And the truth is, most of these guys have not played a typical season. The scouting schedules have been very disrupted. A lot of these scouts haven't seen these guys live. So there is a higher chance for a miss rate than there is typically. That said, usually the second overall pick becomes a very good NHL player. There's a lot of superstars in the league that were number two picks. There's like a lot of, okay, maybe grinders in the league that were number two picks. Um, there is a chance this number two pick never wears a Seattle Kraken uniform. Um, I would say the likely chances of that, um, they're not high. Um, if he if he doesn't wear a Seattle Kraken uniform, it's because he got traded and Ron Francis made an amazing trade. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Emily, uh, so here in Seattle, folks know uh, about the, the NFL draft and they've watched the NBA draft for a number of years. So they know the spectacle and, and the regalia around those drafts. But take us through the NHL draft and, and how it's covered, how fans should take it in. You've been around so many of these drafts. What can fans expect about this upcoming NHL entry draft? You know, I used to cover the NFL and the NFL draft, as you said, it's a spectacle, yeah. it's a TV event. We know all of these kids too, right? They're all playing college football on Saturdays and their name brands in a lot of our houses. Hockey, not as much. Um, you know, I think the NHL draft is kind of a hybrid between the NFL draft and the MLB draft um, in the sense that the guys who are going to get selected, some of them you'll see in the NHL soon, but a lot of them will take time to develop. And, you know, a good example is Edvinson. He's this defenseman um, from Sweden. I was just talking to a scout in Sweden today who was so high on him. He said, this kid is unbelievable. He's someone who potentially could go number two. And I was like, well, would he play in the NHL next year? Could he make an impact? And he's like, oh, gosh, no. He needs development. He needs to put on yeah. muscle. He needs more time in Europe. And then maybe one season in North America playing professionally in the AHL, hopefully in beautiful Palm Springs, uh, before he gets to come to Seattle. So, um, it, it's a different event. Um, you know, it, like I said, sometimes the development takes a little longer. It might be frustrating for fans because you see these guys picked right away and you want to see them on the ice right away. And that might not be the case. Um, what's usual at a typical year, and this was really unique for me coming from the NFL, is everyone's in the same place. 
the draft floor is usually at an arena and there's war tables and yep. you literally can watch one GM pick up the phone and you're like, who's picking up on the other end? And you can kind of like suss out the conversations and it's super fun for someone like me who likes to bring their binoculars. Um, and I have to say the NHL draft is usually a wild and raging time when uh, the last draft pick is selected for the night and everyone gets out of the city. So I'm going to yeah. miss those type of events, but uh, hopefully we'll get those soon. Well, that sounds like a party we want to be a part of. I can tell you that right now. Emily Kaplan, ESPN.com. Uh, first of all, we appreciate you doing this. And then second of all, didn't know you were such a fan of Everett, by the way. So we're glad that? that we can bring you together. I, mean, I didn't even know either. I'm just yeah. like really embarrassing him on his own show. We can we can, <laughs> we can cross talking to Everett Fitzhugh uh, off your bucket list. It's, uh, it's finally happened. So how about we do this? Uh, can you nail the number two pick? Give us give us a prediction uh, for who you think the Kraken will take at number two. And if you are right, if you nail it, we will send you an autographed Everett Fitzhugh Kraken sweater in the mail. So wow. this exactly is your one shot. Okay, wow. This is your one shot. Who will they take at number two? What's your call? You know, I think Owen Power is going to go number one. He's a really good overall defenseman. Um, he's, you know, I, everyone I talk to says he's, lock for top four um you know luke hughes is really good the younger brother of both hughes brothers in the league maddie benny uh he's i'm probably mispronouncing his name i've got to know, get to know the kid he's the best uh forward in the draft but i'm gonna go with the edvinson kid uh the defenseman from sweden what i hear about him he's six foot four he's got big size but the way he plays is like everything we cover it in a modern nhl defenseman can right. move the puck um can jump in offensively is a really good hockey iq so that's my pick, and I hope I get this uh, Fitzhugh jersey. I want that. Simon Ooh. Simon Edvinson, six a lot foot four. Swedish Nordic culture here in we'll Seattle see. too. So yes. he'd be a great fit. We'll see if you can nail it, Emily. Great stuff, and we will talk again down the road. Appreciate this. Sounds Thanks. great. Thank Have you, a good day. If you hadn't seen that live stream over at KJR. You heard from the fantastic Emily Kaplan. I know her. You know, as you know, people from social media. That is. Never had the the joy and pleasure of meeting Emily Kaplan in person yet. But, uh, you know, dreams do come true. And, in fact, for Emily, she's putting Edvinson on the board and placing a bet, if you will, on her opportunity to win a signed Everett Fitzhugh shirt. That's pretty, that's pretty snazzy. Pretty snazzy. I know, yeah. I just said snazzy don't don't judge me but uh if you want to put but if you want the fastest and easiest way to make your bets on all your sports action not sure if a fits you signed shirt is on the board but you should head over to betonline.ag of course the seattle mariners they're in full swing along with my mets yeah i'm a mets fan we already talked about that Seattle Metropolitans, Metropolitan Riveters, New York Metropolitans. It's all in there. Anyway, if if I wanted to, uh, you know, have a line on any of those teams, maybe except for the Riveters, I could head over to betonline.ag before the next pitch, before the next puck drop, and we've got the NBA Finals coming up. Uh, check out betonline.ag. Use your mobile device. Head over on your computer. Check out all the great sporting news and sign-up bonuses and contest information available to you. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to 
betonline.ag and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. And uh, BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Alrighty, folks. You heard from Emily Kaplan. Edvinson. That's uh, that's who Emily likes. Uh, and uh, you heard all the reasons why, but let's hear what some local experts are saying. Before we head over to, I, I guess, the Seattle experts, let me just take you to NHL.com. And again, all these links are here for you in the show notes. Um, most everyone has Owen Power at uh, number one, six foot six, two thirteen. That's a that's a big defender right there. Also from Michigan, uh, NHL.com says Power is a big presence with good vision and strength. Has the look of a top pair defender. They use defenseman, but I I say defender. Um, Owen Power at one. Luke Hughes jumped from five to two uh, in January. NHL.com had him at five. Now he's at two. Uh, Hughes is a great skater capable of playing a smart defensive game with good poise and reads. Now, in our mock draft, if I remember correctly, it was Hughes that went first overall in that power. So power was available, but I still went with Maddie Beneers, but we'll, we'll get to him in a little bit. Dylan Gunther, highly skilled elite goal scorer who is quick on his skates, a right wing. He will play for Canada at the 2021 IHF World Championships. Of course, that already happened. Uh, Kent Johnson jumped for uh, up to six, or excuse me, up to four from six. An offensive sniper who plays with pace, skill, and creativity. Johnson thrived at left wing this season. Uh, so I said this in... Um, in my piece for the mock draft, really seems as though Ron Francis, and he's known for going with defenders. I don't get the sense that he'll go with someone that is a winger, which is why William Eklund, who's at five for NHL.com as of April, at left wing, although I like this guy's game, I just don't know that he goes to the Seattle Kraken. But uh, he has good speed, puck skills, and vision. Um, and you know, he's already had time in the Swedish hockey league. Um, a good IQ is what I'm getting from Eklund. Okay. Simon Edvinson. We just heard Emily Kaplan. This is her pick. He's physical left shot defenseman with a good set of tools, including mobility, skating, and a strong shot. For all of the reasons that I like Edvinson, you know, maybe this is not, maybe it's not a bad look. 6'4", 198. Okay. If Owen Power is a big, strong dude, Edvinson. Okay, 18, 198. My goodness. Maddie Beneers, my pick at 6'1", 175. Uh, a center. Now, this is, this is why I like this pick. I think if you don't go for a defender... Maybe there's a chance. Maybe Maddie Beneers has a chance as a centerman. 
18-year-old helped the United States win the 2021 IIHS World Junior Championships, youngest player on the roster. The next few picks here, just I'm not going to go through all of them, but uh, Brant Clark at 8, Chaz Lucius at 9, Jasper Walstead at 10. Hope I said that right. Um, and on and on. So, again, that's NHL.com. That's what they're saying. This is as of April. Um, let's take you to Jeff Baker. This is a story that Jeff posted early last month in June. Here's some of the prospects that um, Baker thinks could be good. Uh, he says defensemen and centermen are generally the most coveted positions come draft time, given the unpredictable nature of young goalies. Top five defenders after power include Brant Clark, Simon Edvinson. And so assuming the Sabres take power at number one, Clark presents the Kraken with an interesting choice given he's a right-handed shot, a rare commodity in the NHL, than lefty shooters. And did well during a professional stint in Slovakia this past season. So Jeff Baker likes Clark. Those well-versed in advanced hockey analytics are impressed with Clark and suggest he could make a pro leap sooner than some expect. Francis is known for using high first-round picks, or excuse me, high-round picks, on defensemen as Carolina's GM, as I mentioned earlier. Um, If Francis opts for a non-defenseman, a center would be next on his team-building model. Powers Michigan teammate Matthew Beneers performed well for Team USA in winning golds at January's World Junior Championships. And then completing a trifecta of Michigan players, of course, is Jeff Baker writes Kent Johnson, also listed as a center of the pair. Beneers is seen as the most likely to stick to the center spot in the NHL. And as I mentioned, that's why I like Maddie Beneers. So that's Jeff Baker. Again, check out these links. You want to be reading folks that are talking about our team over here, the Seattle Kraken. And uh, going to my good man, Ryan S. Clark. And this is from June 3rd, 2021. Ryan Clark writes that uh, the Kraken have monitored the six foot six defenseman Owen Power for the last two years in his time with the Chicago Steel and the USHL. And it's being reported by Ryan S. Clark that the Kraken's amateur scouting staff was able to receive, quote, some valuable live viewings. And given the year we've had, that's pretty awesome. So seems like power is potentially on the Kraken radar. But again, he's projected to go number one, so probably on everyone's radar. Dylan Gunther. Apparently the Kraken have had two scouts who were able to watch Gunther. They know what they can expect from him and called him a pretty good pretty good in Ed- Edmonton. And even in that prior season, they've had information on on him coming up. So uh, not surprised, say the scouts from the Kraken, about what he's been able to do. As far as uh, Luke Hughes, Ryan S. Clark reporting that, especially given his injury right before Worlds, that um, you're going to get a strong skater, but you're going to get a skater that is going to need a little bit more time to develop. 
you know, a young defenseman can make can really make things look good, look nice and smooth for you. Uh, all right, here we go. Maddie Beneers. This is what Ryan S. Clark is giving us on Maddie Beneers. Raving. People are raving, and I've read this too, about Beneers' work ethic. Uh, quote, he never quits, Ryan S. Clark has reported. Um, also discussed uh, how Beneers was able to carve a place for himself at the U-20 World Championships as the youngest player on Team USA. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Because he's young, is Beneers someone that is going to need more time to develop? Can he make that jump to the NHL early? You know, maybe those are some of the questions that you get with the young gun from the United States, Maddie Beneers. And, uh, you know, if you read Ryan's article, I'm not going to read the whole thing for you here on the podcast, but, uh, you know, he also talks about Kent Johnson, Chaz Lucius, and uh, even some other players, William Eklund, Mason McTavish, and Emily's pick, Simon Edvinson. So that's what you get from Ryan S. Clark. And, you know, Ryan S. Clark closes the interview with a quote from Ron Francis. I'm not going to read it, but essentially the Seattle Kraken, like most everyone, I'm sure, are taking even what they see in person with a grain of salt. Some players have just not been able to hit the ice, especially, you know, maybe they're from uh, one place, whether it's in North America or, or elsewhere in the world. But COVID was it impacted people differently. Some people opened up sooner than others. And so it's very unique, but that's why you would hope that there are systems in place and you are able to rely on multiple factors and determine which factors hold the most weight for the situation. And the situation that we're talking about, folks, is the number two pick in the entry draft coming off a wild season, but also for an expansion team that I would argue, especially with a number two pick, wants to get a player that can make an impact. You have an idea what you're going to get from the expansion draft. You probably have an idea what you want to see as far as trades, but I, I would argue that your first few young picks, that's really going to set the tone. And it's, it's a, a decision that you can make about the type of culture that you want because you're going to pour into these players. So not saying that the expansion draft isn't important. Those are the first, potentially, the first skaters that you're going to be able to have hit the ice for your franchise and or... Those are players that you're going to be able to move in different deals or make a play for, you know, use some of that to make a play for. But this entry draft, it's pretty important. It's important for all the teams, but especially a team with, again, only one active player um, in their whole organization. So we're going to talk more, meet the prospects part two tomorrow. And I want to spend this week really talking about the entry draft. And then hopefully that can set us up to have a conversation about the big one, the expansion draft ahead of July 17th 
when the protected lists from each team will drop. So this week, we're talking about prospects. We're talking about the entry draft, that number two pick for the Seattle Kraken. Next week, we're really going to dive in deep, you know, because Kraken are sea creatures, deep dive, blue water. Okay. All right. I I know. There's going to be a lot of Kraken puns, folks. You just got to get used to it. We'll get it all out, out of our system early. We'll see what the team does about it, and then we'll embrace that. All right? Let's. All right. So don't, don't hurt me too bad. Talk nice to me. Talk nice to me. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So we're going to dive in deep on prospects this week. Then we'll get into expansion. I want to go over the expansion rules. We'll start talking to other Locked On NHL hosts about what they think now that the protected lists are up. And I have more guests for you folks, including I've talked about him a few times before, but Scott Brendan of Cheap Seats Sports. We're going to talk about that. Also going to be talking to someone that has a beat on Seattle hockey history, particularly as it pertains to girls and women's hockey. You know, that's where I come from. I'm always going to incorporate that. And listen, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. It would be nice to see some women's pro hockey in Seattle. And so we have a group that is going to talk all about that. So we'll have a little bit of that sprinkled in here, sprinkled in there. And of course, we'll have your updated news. Now, as of today, I didn't even get to this in the early show. You know, this is not my beat, but uh, Lauren Scott, how are we feeling the Canadians get their first win in dramatic, and I do mean dramatic, fashion. From seat of their pants, literally seat of their pants, goal goes in, in overtime, fashion. To stay alive. I was coming from Barclays Center covering the WNBA, and uh, I literally walked across the Brooklyn Bridge because I wanted to be able to watch the game. And I didn't want to go on the subway and go underground. Josh Anderson opened the scoring for Montreal. And he closed the scoring down for Montreal. Not just Montreal, but for the whole game. Got the first goal of the game. Got the last goal of the game. And so we're going to play you that second Anderson goal until tomorrow, folks, make sure you're staying locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. Peace. Anderson's able to get it out, and he'll turn the corner on Ruta. He's got a man in front. Ruta gets back. Chance by Caulfield. Anderson scores! Josh Anderson, the overtime hero. And the Canadians are still alive. If they kill it off, they deserve to win, and the Canadians do it. And it's Anderson driving the net. And even though Ruta cuts him off, 